You're listening to Secrets of Data Analytics Leaders. Hello, listeners. My name is Dan O'Brien, and I'm a research analyst at Eckerson Group. Today, I'm joined by Kevin Petrie to discuss his most recent report, Governing Costs with FinOps for Cloud Analytics. Kevin is the Vice President of Research at Eckerson Group, where he manages the research agenda and writes independent reports on topics including data observability, machine learning, and cloud data platforms. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for speaking with me today. Hi, Dan. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. It's a pleasure. Uh, let's hop right into it. So what is FinOps? Are we just talking about something called financial operations? Something I've heard kind of general referring to business systems and managing financial transactions. Uh, so good question. FinOps is different in the sense that uh, it's cost governance for cloud programs. So it's helping organizations get a handle on costs related to cloud-based analytics projects or cloud-based operational projects. As we know, more and more companies are cloud-native or cloud-first or hybrid. They're moving more and more of their operations, their digital operations and their analytics projects to the cloud in order to realize benefits in terms of flexibility, in terms of converting CapEx to OpEx. It makes sense to have uh, a cloud platform from which you rent sources rather than hosting those resources in-house in a lot of cases. The challenge is that a lot of companies have realized it's hard to get a hold of uh, cloud-related costs. You can have bursty workloads that consume a lot of compute resources in particular and quickly get out of control. So FinOps is this discipline uh, whose components report, uh, entail designing, uh, operating, and optimizing programs so that you can forecast, measure, and account for cloud-related costs. I see. Okay. Thank you. So I've also heard of another term, which I'm going to throw at you quickly, which is data FinOps. How does this relate to FinOps, and do data and FinOps work really well together? Uh, great question. So a lot of companies find that their analytical workloads, their analytics programs and projects in particular make sense to run on the cloud because you could have a lot of data that operationally is going to stay on premises for a while due to data gravity or the notion that applications sort of cluster around uh, data wherever it is, but they want to have copies of that data streaming to an analytics project where they can consolidate from a lot of different sources and get analytics views. So data FinOps is this notion that you're applying the discipline of FinOps, cloud cost governance, to analytics projects in particular, or also to data-related projects for more operational workloads that embed analytics capabilities. Gotcha, gotcha. So we've got a great application for a data analytics team. So we've talked about data analytics, we've talked about financial operations team, who actually manages a FinOps program? You know, it's it's interesting. One of the key tenets of uh, FinOps is that you need to have a multifunctional, a cross-functional team that's collaboratively handling this effort. Um, it starts with uh, a business representative who's going to be sponsoring 
let's say in this case, an analytics project. So they're going to be consuming the outputs. And from a business perspective, they'll want to make sure that the benefits outweigh the costs. So they're going to be keeping an eye on cloud-related costs. You've also got a FinOps manager or a FinOps analyst, which is going to serve as sort of a liaison between the finance manager and IT and help broker conversations to make sure that when IT is managing a project for data um, teams, they are staying within the budget that's allocated and overseen by the finance manager. And then you've got other contributors as well. You've got um, analysts who might be data analysts, they might be business-oriented analysts, or they might be data scientists who are going to consume data outputs. You've also got cloud ops engineers or other types of IT managers that are configuring the infrastructure to support data pipelines and to support analytics workloads. So there are a lot of different people that are going to contribute to this cross-functional collaborative effort so that as teams manage analytics projects and consume the data, they're doing things with cost in mind and they're making very cost-based decisions about how much data to bring into a project, um, where and how to process it and so forth. Fantastic, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you mentioned this life cycle of kind of a data analytics project following FinOps. You said there's a design, there's an operate, and an optimized cycle. Could you just take yeah. it for a bit? Yeah, I'm going to look at it. So you've got the notion of governance where you're forecasting and measuring and then accounting for cloud-related costs, which are consuming applications, cloud storage, cloud compute, that's the big one, <laughs> and then network resources as well. But Laying on top of that is the actual, in this case, analytics project. And so the analytics project, as you said, involves three phases. Um, it involves a design stage, a design phase, operational phase, and then an opt optimized phase. So in the design phase, we're talking about a few different things. Business planning, assembling your use cases, assembling your um, your business requirements, and then from that, your IT requirements and your data requirements. There's also architectural design, which is going to figure out, all right, where should we put this repository of information? Do we want one platform, two? Do we want one cloud or two? Are we doing some things on premises? Those sorts of questions go into architectural design. And so from this, you're going to be coming up with a real project, uh, a project that's going to say, here's our start. Here's our finish. It's part of an overall initiative for, in this case, analytics. And that's kind of rounding out the design phase, looking at things from a business perspective, an architectural perspective, and then a project perspective as well. Operation is putting things into action. That's showtime. So that's where you're starting to execute on your deliverables to different consumers in the business. You might have data scientists that need to consume the outputs of machine learning models or start to train their machine learning models. You might have business intelligence teams that need to start generating reports based on the operational data that's ingested to your cloud-based repository. All those things are aspects of a, of a product that's operated. Optimization is where things get interesting because then you're going to start to optimize things at a few levels. One is you're going to, based on business feedback, say, okay, 
we need additional data sets, or let's drill in on these data sets, or let's change the method of reporting, all sorts of ways in which you're going to adjust the project you're managing to meet the requirements of the business. Optimization also requires IT changes. Uh, you might find, hey, we can, we can uh, optimize costs by uh, running this compute load uh, off hours on premises instead of on the cloud using our own servers that we've had for a while they're paid for we might decide hey we need to speed up performance this for this particular real-time machine learning model so optimization is is a lot of different business and then it decisions about steadily improving the outputs of the project throughout that you're going to want to forecast what's happening to cloud compute what's happening to cloud services that you're uh, consuming from an application perspective how much is this going to consume. Uh, you're going to measure against your predictions that based your commitment that were based on that, I should say, um, that underpin your commitments to the business and to finance. And then you're going to account for that. You're going to assign accountability to specific stakeholders and say, this uh, data engineer is accountable for the compute that his or her pipelines consume, or this data scientist is accountable for the compute that's consumed by uh, this training exercise for machine learning. So that accountability is critical. You're gonna start to have finance point to actually pe actual people and say, you are the reason we're under budget or you're the reason we're over budget. Let's make a change. Fantastic. Uh, with so much data everywhere, accountability seems like a huge, huge portion of it. It so is. Do you, yeah. do you have a real life example of an organization or project that you've recently looked at that's using implementing FinOps well? Well, you know, there are a lot of uh, good examples. I think that uh, Kroger is one, which is a, uh, a customer of our client Unravel, which um, actually sponsored the FinOps report that we're talking about here. And so they were able to use the data observability platform of Unravel to optimize some of their cloud costs. It might be more illustrative if I go into sort of a, a fictional example. If you have a an e-commerce company that decides it needs to uh, test and then implement real-time content personalization pages that'll include recommendations to customers based on a wide set of data. So they, they want to train machine learning models that will say, based on this individual, this uh, customer's clickstream history on our website, based on what we know they were doing on public social media platforms, and based on their purchase history, here are things we're gonna recommend when they click to the checkout aisle, we're gonna do some upselling. We're gonna say, hey, we know you bought um, mountain bike inner tubes, would you like some new uh, mountain bike tires? I'm a big mountain biker, so these things come to mind. Gotcha. So those, that personalized content and those recommendations about um, additional purchases are going to require machine learning models. And to train those machine learning models, the data scientist needs to work with the data engineer to bring in a lot of data, want to work with IT ops, with cloud ops, and with the finance manager to say, hey, this is how much can compute and how much storage and network space we think we need to train these machine learning models. And you can hold us accountable for that. Then they'll train those models. 
And once they test them, feel they have sufficiently accurate predictions about likely upsell decisions or uh, purchase decisions by customers, they'll put it into production. They'll hand it off to a machine learning engineer who put that model into production. And at that point, no time, you're operating the project and you're going to want to continuously use forms or tools such as Unravel or others to predict how much storage or compute uh, is being consumed by data pipelines, by the infrastructure supporting them, and thereby make sure you're tracking against your uh, predictions about resource costs. And it helps if you can automatically have alerts come to you saying, hey, this workload is running way above target, or we think this workload will run above target. Here's some suggestions about intervening to prevent that cost overrun. So those are ways in which you can go through the design phase, operation, and optimization to, in this case, implement a project that'll automatically recommend to customers in a machine learning context what they should buy alongside the product they came to they came to buy. Fantastic. It seems like a well-designed, comprehensive system of governance. If you were going to take a step back and just glean one or two insights, one takeaway uh, about a FinOps governance program, what would you say is something to really keep in mind? I think that everyone agrees on the pain, which is as we move to the cloud, costs can be difficult to predict and difficult to control. So if we agree on the pain, it's important to take that next step towards more disciplined cross-functional cloud governance and cloud cost governance. And so from that, I would say go to the FinOps Foundation. That's a, a, a community of folks that are moving on this journey towards better governance of cloud-related costs. They're starting to help different stakeholders within a variety of companies build best practices about how to manage their cloud costs. So I think the takeaway would just be get smarter about how to take some initial steps to govern your cloud-related costs because it, the, this environment is such that costs matter, ROI matters on cloud investments. And if you're not taking those steps, in all likelihood, your competitors are, and they could well take profit uh, at your expense. Wise words. Well, thank you very much for your insight, Kevin. I appreciate it. If you want to learn more, you can read Kevin's report, Governing Costs with FinOps for Cloud Analytics, on our website. That's eckersongroup.com. And Kevin, what's the best way for listeners to get in touch with you? Great question, Dan. Thank you. Uh, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so I encourage folks to find me there. Chime in. I have periodic posts about FinOps and other hot topics. So look me up there. Tell me what you think. Fantastic. Thanks again, Kevin. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. If you want more content from business intelligence to data management to data science, browse to the Eckerson Group website at eckerson.com.